On the morning of September 11th, I woke up a little bit earlier to get to work. You see, I had been working across the street from the Empire State Building, rewiring some fashion company bullshit, and found a router that was going to be replaced. So I took it and bought it home for personal purposes. Fine, I stole it. As soon as I put the router in my bag, someone from the company came down looking for it, and with a straight face, I said, I have no idea where it went. The fact that somebody was looking for it sat on me the whole night with guilt. So I got up early to return the router. It was 7 a.m. and I remember walking down Fifth Avenue and just marveling at how beautiful and quiet it was at that moment. Little did I know that in two hours everything would be different and my little router issue was would be so inconsequential to the collective moment in society. It was one of those moments when you realize we are so small and helpless but can also be inspirational through our ability to help one another. Welcome to Broken Corners. I'm Karen. I'm Mondo. And today we're going to talk, in a light but not light-hearted way, about 9-11. Not live on! <laughs> and it shall be 9-11. And it shall be... No. That's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. It's not funny. Not not just because 9-11's not funny, but what I did wasn't funny. No, also because leave on. <laughs> leave on. Was a good, good man. He was a good, good man. He was. And he shall be leave on. Anyway. So did you – wait, did you take the router back? I did take the router back. So I got back to work and uh I just put it right behind the desk, like slightly like – oh, it fell. Like So like no one would be, you know, any of the wiser like, oh, yeah. my God. Like, oh, was there all – like if that little snot-nosed prick had come down, like, oh, was there all along? How would you miss it? Yeah. But I mean, not for nothing, I did unplug all the cables that were into it and put it up to the back. Okay. So I, obviously something got disconnected. Yeah, yeah, there was a disconnect. Yeah. There was a disconnect. <laughs> sure. Of morals. <laughs> so how did you wait, so you went up to the job site early yeah. and then you were up there when when the towers were yeah, struck? Yeah, uh, so you know, we were listening to 104.3, which is a classic rock radio station. I still think it's classic rock. Okay. And um the DJ had said, "Oh, a small plane had in, hit the uh, um, what was that? The World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can, you know, there are flames. So I said, Oh, I said, I, you know, I was running the job, which means I was a supervisor. I was like, Oh guys, let's just go down because, uh, anyone on Fifth Avenue, it's a straight line. Yeah. You can see the World Trade Center. I said, let's go so down. The Empire State's, it's, it's on 34th. Yeah. So that means it's probably what, like 50, 60 blocks above it's where the Trade Center? Probably maybe. Or 70? Yeah. It might be two and a, two miles, maybe. Okay. So I said, let's go down and take a look because I had never – you could see it, maybe. And it was at that moment where uh, I went downstairs and we were all looking. I didn't – you just saw um, a ball of flame just hit. Okay. Which would be the second plane. But sorry, wait. So you were you were in the Empire State Building. Where did you go down to? No, I was I was across the street from the Empire State. Ah, okay. okay. So we just went down. We walked down to Fifth, and there was a large group of people looking. They they were already there. Oh, you went all the way down to the street and yeah, could see yeah, street it. level. Oh God. Okay. And then I I'm, with that straight line that you could see down Fifth Avenue, I saw the, a ball of fire, and I remember saying, which I I remember thinking like, oh my God, a lot of people just died right there. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. And then, um, which happened to be the second plane hitting. And I was like, wow. But, you know, you got to go back to work. So you just, you go back yeah. up. You're like, all right, well, that's, you know, you kind of don't, you're not putting one and, you know, two to two together because you're, it's not like, a, it's now like there's phone, there's Twitter, there's, you know, imagine nine eleven today. Right. You would have every. You would every, know what happened so every, much faster. Yeah. And it wasn't. And like in New that. York, you know, things do happen, and yeah. you kind of have to bob, yeah. bob and weave, right? So exactly. you just you you go back to work if you have to, or you figure out how am I going to get home? And yeah, and then I just remember getting the call from the office, which was like, "Hey, come back to the office. Hmm. Um, some shit's going down." So we all went, and then we were dismissed. But at the same token, there was you know, subway services were suspended. Uh, there was no way to get home. Yeah, and the only way to get home was basically. If you want to go home, to walk. Right. Where so, were you living? I lived in Queens in Jackson Heights at the time. Okay. And I just, from 38th Street and 5th Avenue, mm-hmm. I had to walk all the way, because I had walked past the office. I walked all the way to Jackson Heights, right across, so, Wait, with everybody Wait, how, how did you get over? 
I walked across the 59th Street Bridge. 59th Street, yeah. Which is now the Mayor Koch Bridge? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Wow. It's supposed to be called the Queen's Bridge Bridge. But anyway, um, but it was a lot of people walking. It was a mass exodus of people, like, just kind of just droning on and walking. Yeah. And, like, in everyone was very somber. Like, it was, it was a very, like, like serious. funereal, yeah. Yeah, like serious. Everyone knew how the severity of the moment. Like everyone was like, "Oh shit, like, wow!" Because you know, nobody. I mean, I don't think like something that big, like the building they fell. Like no one that had already that had already happened. Yeah, yeah, like no one ever. You know that. that like you just happened. don't consider that as something ever. that will can happen. You know. Yeah, and it reminded me because I was in high school when I went to my second high school because. As we all know, I was a bad kid. Um, <laughs> and during, but had you got you got good at the second high school I though? Got, had you yeah. gotten good yet? I reformed. It was my <laughs> it was my first month there in um, in ninety three, I believe, and it was the first bombing of the World Trade Center. And that bombing occurred from the bottom up, and I was you know I think eight maybe maybe like twenty people died maybe or maybe. yeah, but it was like business as usual because it's New York. You just go on, like things right. go on, like this was, but this was so severe, like it took a while, like it was like we got yeah. knocked on our ass, like we it ain't gonna take a couple of days to get up, right? Uh, for, and were yeah. you were you married then? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. So you didn't? Did you have anybody you had to get in touch with, or? Uh, my mother. My mother worked in. Um, she worked. Where did she work? Oh, she worked on. Um, Wall Street, pretty much around that area. She worked on oh. Pearl Street. Oh, she was down there. Yeah, she was down there. She, she had to walk across to the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay. And she took her little legs and she did that. Wow. <laughs> so. I always say there's no good way to go north south to Brooklyn and Queens. <laughs> no, there yeah. really isn't. The G train. The G, yeah. <laughs> I took the G train here part of the way today. Yeah, that so and how, Rob too. Like, Rob was also, that's right, Rob was also in, um, 180 Water Street. Oh, okay. So. Did that, so then how, how long did you go back to work? How long before the subway was back up? The subway was back up probably recently, the next day, I think. Okay. But, um, I didn't have to go back to work maybe two, three days later. Okay. And I remember taking the subway and being really fucking nervous. Like, mm. I mean, like, just like, not. 1980s just fell out of control yeah like not 1980s nervous where like the random mugging would happen but like oh my god this, they could have a bomb on this train you know what right I mean? yeah um, yeah then we rolled over i remember we rolled over something like there was like a huge bump on the train mm. and everyone like held their breath together yeah and we all looked at each other and then like we like exhaled when like it was just a random like subway right like somebody th there's a piece of trash on the yeah, tracks like and you run over it over, but just that that's moment. always freaky yeah yeah even without all that other content i don't i don't like um i don't like in in movies or tv shows when they show they have like these big action scenes where they use public transit and yeah. like where the like, there's a there's a bond movie where yeah. they do that and i'm just like that's not funny <laughs> like not, not they're not going for funny but it's not you know because we get on that tra well you you don't but like i get on that train every day it's you know three years i don't have to use that train <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's just there's so many people no i mean it's the subway is ripe for anything <laughs> like, right ripe is a great word for the subway. Like it's just such like it is um take a lot of people, put them in a very confined space. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens. I mean yeah. I mean even without any thought of And like, add electricity and fuel. Right. Even, yeah. But even without any thought of like any malicious intent, like human nature takes over and I mean you have people punching people, they have people stabbing yeah. people, like so just add an element of like Disaster. Yeah, yeah, it's really. But I mean, I I do say that I do remember much like any other time that in my life, like during a blackout or you know, like people do come together. It's actually fascinating yeah. to see how actually people say, "Hey, you know what? Let's just pitch in or whatever." Right. You were you were what twenty three, twenty four, or twenty four, twenty five? I think twenty five. Right. Yeah. Okay. Probably seventy six. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you? I mean, what was going on with, I mean, I, oh. what was going on in another part of the, uh, that was my, when I, I finally graduated from undergrad and then spent the summer at Mackinac working. 
And then I had gotten this job in Kentucky to work at the Living History Museum. So I had lived in Michigan my whole life. I'd been out a few times, although I can't think off the top of my head where, but I drove down and my mom came with me. Like she filled up her minivan Mm. with my stuff and my mom had never left Michigan in her whole life. Wow. Um, So this was her biggest trip ever. So we drive down and then I had... I had planned for one day to get an apartment and then I was starting work at the farm the next day Hmm. and the day to get the apartment was 9-11. So in the morning I had this appointment to go see an apartment and I went and waited and somebody else came too to see it and we just waited and waited and didn't know why the landlord didn't show up. And then she finally came and said, oh, there's been, there's been this disaster. So I eventually, I think I did. I don't think I read, I, I didn't rent an apartment that day, but my, my mom was freaking out because she didn't, she was worried about getting back to Michigan. And so we decided to go get gas and we were in this giant line. Well, the, the town that I lived in, the Walmart is one of the only stores really. Right. And so the, the Walmart had a gas station, which is really common. Mm-hmm. And so we got in this line and it was, I don't know, a quarter of a mile long to get up to the pumps. Wow, yeah. And so we just went and, you know, inched forward for probably an hour to two hours to get to the pumps. And then once we were there, my mom and I were both filling up and the pumps ran out while the hoses were in our cars. Wow. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of like, who knows? Who knows what this means? Because, you know, we were somewhere that we weren't familiar with at all. And then, I mean, eventually we just went to, I think we went to three or four places and finally found one that hadn't run out. But I went back to the motel that we were staying in. And so that was... That was when Brian had just moved. He had been in New York for two weeks to Mm. start grad school for acting. So we went back and I tried to call him. Basically, every time we'd gone back to the room all day, I'd been trying to call him and I couldn't get through because calls wouldn't go through. And I finally got him around like six or seven at night and he woke up from a nap and was just kind of like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) Because he was, you know, he was out of it and just, you know, I don't know. He was, so he had, he was staying around 14th street in a, Mm -hmm. in a friend's place. Um, but because he didn't have a license or anything, like Mm -hmm. he didn't have any way to prove that he lived there and everything was cordoned off down there. And so he had a hard time getting back to the apartment, I guess. Wow. But yeah, it was, it was weird to be down. It was weird to be in this completely brand new place. I'd been there for the interview a month or two before, but I didn't know it at all. And then when I started the next day, so I started on the 12th and the, um, the farm that I was working at, you went through this building. Um, the, the visitor center was a berm. It was a building built into a, a sod wall, a hill mm. essentially. So like you go into the building that looks like a hill. And when you come out the other side, you're in the, when I'm from Michigan, I would say hollow, but people in the South say holler. So the, then the farm was in the holler, right? So go through you. So it was sort of this, um, it was intentionally built that way so that you would, you would go through and feel like you were in another time. Right. So there I am, you know, meeting my staff because I'm in, I'm in charge. Like I'm 24 and in charge of the staff. And then there, remember there was the, there was the three days of no, um, no flights. Yeah. So just so isolated and I'm, you know, wearing my 1850s dress out there in just dead silence for three days. Cause of course no visitors came, but yeah. everybody, everybody well, went everybody, to work. Yeah, batting on the hatches. Yeah. That's pretty much. So I was, it was, I was like, it, it almost felt like I was in some survival camp situation. <laughs> it was, it was really strange. And then it turned out that we, we were really close to Fort Campbell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which is where the 101st Air Force is located, which they're, I guess, the ones who are deployed first. And, um. You know, they'd be really mad at you said, you mean the 101 Airborne Division? I don't know. From the Army? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know? Is it? Is Fort Campbell it, Army? I don't know, but if he's talking about the, the, the 101, yes, yeah, the Airborne Division. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't want to, I don't want to upset our, our, uh, well, whatever, I, whatever, I, whatever <laughs> I get wrong, it's never from disrespect. It's just from a lack of brain. No, actually, I was curious. If, <laughs> if, if that was I thought it was, wrong. I thought it was Air Force, but I could be totally wrong. But so then it turned out that we were, we were in the flight path for the training flights mm-hmm. for Fort Campbell. So it went from the dead silence of those first three days mm-hmm. to 
just being like buzzed oh, wow. over and over and over you again. Like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, and then the and then the kids would the, from the soldiers or whatever they are would come out, and oh, I was just like, oh now. my god. We're well, old. they were even <laughs> when I was twenty four, I was like, oh my god, you are children. Yeah, they're like eighteen to twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a weird it was a weird time, and in being down there. I like country music fine, but I I don't like new country music that much. You mean pop country? Yeah. I don't like pop country. Like post Faith Hill. I'm not a big Yeah. Any most stuff after that, I don't love that much. Um so living in Kentucky, I was just like, there's no music to listen to on the radio. So I listened to NPR all the time. Oh. And I just remember that, you know, sort of year period after 9-11 having to – because I had to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to work every day. Just listening to the news about 9-11 yeah. and all their stories. and. But every now and then on NPR, you get like Sri Lankan throat whistle. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the Sri Lankan throat whistle. Yeah, you get some weird, like. Yeah, it's gonna come through. You know, not like weird, that. excuse me, but you get some, like, culturally different, um, you know, musical instrument that you're like, oh, I've never heard of these. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> how did it, I mean, how did it feel for you here over time? Did the, um, sense of crisis pass or? I don't know. It's weird because, like, you know, like, just thinking about it. I mean, it was just weird over time. You know, like, everyone, so like oh it's it's it smelled like dead bodies. Mm. It didn't smell like dead. It smelled like burnt steel. Yeah, you know, you know, and, and it just was lingering for a long period of time in the air. Have you have you smelt that since? No, no, it had a very special. You know, I had I had did a job in the World Trade Center uh, doing wiring twice, and the one time I spent about like, two months there, and they spray whenever you're doing. Instead of asbestos now, they spray a different type of thing for like uh, flame retardant. Yeah, and they just spray so much of it, and it's like it's 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 probably going to cause cancer. cancer in like <laughs> the next thirty years. But you uh, won't be on fire, right? And, and it's just like, well, it wasn't asbestos. Um, but just that dust, and I and I, the, I remember when I got the, my two months there. I remember having a, um, I got sick. I had like a lung infection. Because yeah, because I was sick, and I I, I thoroughly believe it was the dust and all that dust. And I just remember every when I when I when I see the photos or anything of just it collapsing, mm-hmm. all that dust. I'm like, that's the dust. That's the uh, dust in there. Yeah, that's in that building, and that's the dust that's gonna cause all cancer. those first responders that yeah. have that horrible. Um, so like, yeah, yeah and, and and to this day, I mean, there are so many people who have died mm-hmm. um, from just working there. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. That's that bill that John Stewart keeps working, fighting this, for, right? The for the first responders. Well, there's, there's a Droga Act where I believe you get coverage for being there. Like you have to register and like say that I was a first responder, or I was in, the, or I lived in the area. Uh, Any medical is kind of covered under this. Um, I need to pay for Zadrogas. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Zadroga was probably one of the first responders, right? Yeah, Zadroga. I need Z-Drogas. It's a German guy. <laughs> I need Z-Drogas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I think it's an offshoot of that. I mean, there's been a lot of different, like, HR-related things with regards to um, taking days off, like, almost like an intermittent FMLA and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Uh, for people who um, were considered first responders or living down there. So yeah, there's some, like, stuff that's happening. But, um, I mean, if listen – Cover the people. Cover the <laughs> like, people. Yeah. yeah. Like, Come on. Jesus. But yeah, no, I, when I saw that dust, I was like, that's problematic. <laughs> yeah. I remember a couple years after I moved here, Brian and I were walking down Atlantic going to some bar and there was a building on fire mm-hmm. or it had been on fire and was still smoking. Yeah. And, um, and he started sort of freaking out and he was like, I haven't smelled burning like that since 9-11. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny like how I don't I mean I wasn't here so I don't have I don't have sensor sensorial sensory triggers whatever sensorial (laughs) they are kind of surreal yeah sensory sensorial so things things you feel or you I don't whatever you know I'm talking about so I I, you get triggered right well I don't well so they trigger something so they're not. That's, I was about to say they're not physical, but for me it's music is what, where I'm going with that. Because there are songs 
that specifically remind me of 9-11 and I kind of, well, my brain likes to supply things that are super on the nose. So yeah. it's, it's not a huge surprise, but one of them is, you know, Blackbird singing in the dead of night. It's probably the broken wings. You know, like take these broken wings and learn to fly. Hell, you're late. No. Take. No, not take these broken wings. wings. <laughs> Wait, it's, isn't learn to fly. That one? Wait, it's the Beatles, isn't it? We just talked about that last week. <laughs> last week. Last week. Last, last week. week. No Beatles. No. Um, what, what? Yeah, it's the Beatles. What are you talking about? Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. I don't know that song. All your life. What? I don't you know that song. don't know that song? Last week we discussed how I do not like the Beatles. Oh, that doesn't mean you don't know Beatles songs. No, everyone I, knows Beatles songs. I know like, oh, it's, it's, it's like in Sliding Doors that guy says that every British, every British, I know we're not British, but every British citizen just has it encoded in their genetic material and it's called the, they should be called the Beatles. You, you seen Sliding Doors? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know. You're just going to stare at me. I totally no-sold you. Um, no, you're right. There are things. And, it, and I, I just thought of it now where any time there's a morning that's super clear and mm-hmm. beautiful, um, I always think something bad's going to happen. Really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is the day. Yeah. Mm. That new building's going down. Like the irony is <laughs> yeah. just too. It's too pretty. It's yeah. too pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I had that, I had that song. Oh, and then that other one, Superman, like, I can't stand to fly. I'm not that naive. Can't stand. That's Ben Fools 5? No. Yeah. I'm not even, it's, and I, I wouldn't say that I think that's the world's greatest song, but for some reason, yeah, it's, I mean, it's about flying. So again, my brain with the on the noseness. It's it's by five for fighting. Oh, I had a five in there. I said this five was fighting. Zing. It wasn't by Ben. ben. Oh, Ben folds five. I gotcha. <laughs> I didn't. Did not follow that. That's all right. Uh. Do you? <laughs> so the I I totally get that the. It's just those days where it's sort of too too bright and clear it's in the morning. Pretty. It's too pretty. Do you feel no. do you feel any kind of way on the anniversaries? No. 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 It's it's not I always it's not mine to feel that a certain sort of way. Oh. Um it's for people who truly, I feel, in my opinion, lost someone. Uh, especially like this far out, like we're we're actually really far out. We're eighteen years. Oh my god, I thought you meant where you live and I was like, Yeah, it's far out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yeah. it to the third bus. <laughs> Studio Queens. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just stay away from terrorist attacks. Um, no. <laughs> if more people would do that. <laughs> no, I just mean like the more further you are from it, like the only people who have stake in it are people who were truly affected by it, like who lost family members. I mean, that's a little all or nothing to me. Um, have you just met me? <laughs> <laughs> I took a big pause. I took a big pause before I said it. No, I mean, okay, so it it definitely is not cool for people to sort of be showboating about their experience because the people who really were hit by it were hit in, you know, so hard. Yeah. But then I think, I think, I mean, I think the whole country and the whole world had feelings. Maybe not the whole world, but people, people globally did. I mean, it, it, it had it had a ripple, and you know it. I mean, everybody's entitled to have their like the. So there was just that shooting at those mosques in New Zealand. Yeah. You know, I have I have a right to like any like feelings I have about that are valid. Just you know, even though I'm I don't have family members who died in it. Right. No, I'm not trying to invalidate people's feelings. I just you know I, I I'm a little jaded you know because of Giuliani. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know, like he's America's mayor. Oh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's, he, I mean, aside, I mean, he's just a complete and utter fucking douchebag. Jesus Christ. But like, just like taking something that is really a tragedy and then like using it to prop your career up. Yeah. And prop yourself up. And like, 
You know, and not that people who, they're two separate things, but like, he just makes me angry about it where I don't want, like, it does create like a, that you can either do this or you can either do that. You know? Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, as in, yeah, I, I just feel like at this point, you know, there's just people, people who, you know, there's people who have stake in when, when they read off those names every year. Yeah. There are people who really do have an investment in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are people who don't. And I don't feel like I don't have an investment in that. I feel sympathy for those people, but I don't have an investment in it. It's not my, and I, I, I don't own that. That's not mine. You yeah. Know I mean? So uh, I have enough problems, <laughs> like you know. Um. So that's that's just how I feel. But you know, hey, if you want to feel a certain way, and if you, you know, do you? Yeah. I mean, they're okay. So I'm not gonna say in what context, but I have known people who who said that they were 9/11 uh, survivors who 100% were not, and right. that's incredibly distasteful. Or- <laughs> <laughs> that is incredibly distasteful. End of story. End of story. But then, well, so did you? I mean, did you? Did you feel a sense? A, was there a different sense of community in the city, or there was? I mean, you know, everyone was nice for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's the whole thing with like anything that goes down. Everyone's come together, and then all of a sudden, it, it you know, it kind of goes. It, you know, we become human again. In, yeah. In the, in, in the best sense that we're human. Oh, I assholes. thought the reverse was when we become human when we go back to being assholes. No, no, human is asshole. To me, humans are equal. Yeah, humans are equivalent to assholes. For a hot second, we rise above and become what we're supposed to be. Right. What the next evolution of humanity can be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we become, oh yeah, fuck off. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what do you mean? You're in my way. That's my parking spot. Motherfucker. <laughs> you know, we go back to that. Yeah. Because that can only hold us for so long. You know, and then you had everything that came after that, which is a complete another joke with regards to the Patriot Act and mm, yeah, all those, you know, delicious Bush items. Right. So. Yeah, because the, yeah, that's distasteful too, the idea of those people's <laughs> deaths being used to. Yeah, and then you had the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, we, this, that's, mm. Good stuff. It was a, yeah, the, <laughs> like, the, I mean, the ripple, the ripple was huge. You know, it's funny because we, we, you, we don't really think about, you know, we think about, you know, the, the 2000 plus lives lost in 9-11, but you can also think about the thousands of lives lost and I don't know the number in that war since, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you know, maybe they won't call it a war because it started and stopped and it was mission accomplished according to Bush on the, um, Aircraft carrier. Yeah. Whatever that, whatever that <laughs> means. But I mean, we're still, we're still fighting something today and we've lost so many lives. Yeah. So it's way more. And than, the civilian deaths are just astronomical. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, on both sides. I mean, you have orphanages and hospitals and, and, and in countries where like, you know, because of drones and different things. I mean, yeah. Not to be a downer, but like. We're going mean, to keep it light. Yeah. We're keeping it light. But like one, th- one date of 9-11 has caused well, more than probably, I don't know. I, I don't have a number, but like more death than it definitely should. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, because of just the ripple effect. Right. Do you know what I just remembered? And I kind of can't believe I forgot it before. You left the iron on? <laughs> I don't iron. <laughs> um, no, I had, I had this sublet that went south for various reasons really quickly, but there were these sisters who their cousin was the, was one of the pilots that flew the plane that went down in the field. Oh, I think it's saying to the building. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they swore up and down that his plane was shot down. Oh, I believe that too. Yeah, because they, there was some contact and then there were, you know, fighter jets that went up and then it was immediate. Yeah, they, there's a lot of conspiracies, obviously, because it's something so massive that we, it's hard for human minds to comprehend. And, yeah. You know. And then they had a lot of anger about the funeral they felt like was sort of taken over like a PR event. Yeah. As far as, you know, kind of like lionizing him as he was a hero, he was right. a hero. And they were like, he was our cousin and he just, he was a pilot. Like he was a pilot of a commercial plane yeah. and he, you know, he was our cousin. We loved him. But so to have these people come in and turn it into this, you know, red, white and blue spectacle. Yeah. They, they had a lot of anger about that. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, that is so, I mean, that's what we do, right? We have to make a story that's palpable for 
consumption. Yeah. Well, and it also, you know, if, if they, I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily second guessing the choice to shoot them down if that's what happened. No, no. Um, but also I don't, that's a, that's a great way to, you know, redirect. That's, that's a pivot. Oh yeah. To away from anything like that of, you know, to say what heroes they were so that you don't have to focus on maybe what actually happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I am at, my, well, me being adamant about them shooting down the plane. I'm probably, I'm 80% sure that they probably did shoot down the plane, but that's, a, that's, that's a military decision. Yeah. You know, that's probably like, because that probably. That, I mean, that's why I, I say I can't second guess it because no, I, I have no idea what the, the other end. I mean, it's, it's kind of the, it's like the thing with the, with a trial where you don't know what, you don't know the evidence. Right. And then even with a trial, it's like a documentary where you are being presented a story. Like right. there's a narrative. And so who knows what. You know, who knows what the narrative that the military had was and. No. It's, yeah, it's hard Have to you say. Ever seen Zeitgeist on Netflix? <laughs> no, what is that? <laughs> that- Here's where it comes. Here's where it gets lighthearted, guys. Um, the great thing about talking about being lighthearted <laughs> is the the sun has gone away, and all of a sudden it's just deathly black in even, here right I can't now. See. No, we just both keep hitting our iPad because it's the only like <laughs> the only thing providing a ghostly glow. Side guys is like a documentary. I wonder if it's still on Netflix. It's um, it's basically like talking about like how nine eleven like is a conspiracy and the government and like like just crazy stuff, but like. It's very entertaining because it's also very offensive to people who lost lives, but it, it's very entertaining to like see that people actually put a lot of thought. And it also makes you start thinking about like, oh, I wonder. Yeah. You know, like how much is in here and how much is true. I mean, their deaths were senseless regardless. Exactly. It of, is senseless. It is. Caused it. It's going to be senseless. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. There is no, um, there is no, justification for any of it i had it oh this is a throwback do you remember my story about how in an email i called my boss at one of my first jobs in the city a crotch yes so that boss was actually in the top floor of one of the towers when it happened oh as i was i was working for a crotch or cunt? okay so you I, thought it was cunt, i thought it was cunt, but it was actually crotch because okay, yeah. i didn't i'm not i'm not rolling like that i don't i don't i'm not i don't have the huge problem with the word cunt that a lot of people do but yeah. i also don't say it particularly well i mean to our last episode i mean you're you like british culture and they say cunt all the time they do i mean it's just out there yeah but they usually say it about men very rarely do they call women cunts because yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a different form of misogyny. <laughs> still, <it's> still <laughs> but so that girl. So when I when I moved to the city, <laughs> yeah, no. So she was she was the sort of the protege of the CFO, mm-hmm. um, and she she was Lebanese. She is Lebanese. She's alive and had moved here with her family. I think they. They were, they were Christians in Lebanon, still Christians. Um, but when, when things went south in the nineties, that's when they had left. And so most of her family was in Philly and I, I don't know how she ended up getting involved with insurance, but so we were working for the, um, the sort of specialty arm of Liberty Mutual. And so it was, I was specifically in the oil and gas and chemical division providing like property insurance for them. And so insurers who give that kind of coverage, they have engineers that they send out to do site visits on the, the properties of like, um, if it were Exxon or, mm-hmm. you know, like Luco or, you know, SO, like any, any, any big company, they're literally going to where the refineries are and checking right. out, you know, like you, they, they submit a certain amount financial data that you use to put the policy together in the to give them the quote on the coverage um but then we would actually send engineers too and so on 9-11 she was she was making a visit to marsh which is an insurance broker um that was in the towers and she was with one of the engineers who was one of her good friends and so they were up there having the meeting they were waiting for the meeting to start and he smelt smoke and so he was just like we got to get out of here and so they they ran down the stairs they went all the way down and um she always wore crazy high heels i was a bit i know i called her a crotch but in a lot of ways we got along really well and i she was only a year older than me and she yeah she those shoes that she took off and ran down with like her family in lebanon bronzed them 
which is kind of which is funny but yeah so then she got this crazy expensive apartment on like 23rd street and later she told me she was like i just i don't know i i almost died and so i just felt like yeah i lived and i'm gonna do get something i want right now no that makes sense yeah wow yeah i mean yeah, I mean, like, the World Trade Center has those um, observation decks on the top. Mm. You know, what they did. And I was just like, God damn. Like, See, the thing is, I never I never saw the towers. I, I never came to New York before yeah. 9-11. My first time here was the Thanksgiving after 9-11. I just couldn't imagine being on the top uh, observation deck of those things. You're just like, oh, well. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah. It's tough. Well, but we're lighthearted. <laughs> light love of this episode is so light. But no, but one thing about um nine eleven, like it 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 made me think about other disasters throughout our lifetime. You know, oh, okay. specifically like um the one in um what's his name? The guy who drove the truck. Timothy McVeigh? Yeah, what was that? That was Oklahoma, Oklahoma City? City. Yeah. It's always like this level of disconnect, right? Like, you know, it's in another state. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, but when it happens, like, close and you're, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, there is something about being close to home. Yeah. His uh, cousins in the Michigan militia lived, like, 15 miles on the back road from where I, from. Wow. Yeah. Like, where is, there was, like, where I lived and then where my friend Margo lived that was about three, four miles away. And then if you kept going, it was called Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where. Yeah, Michigan, huh? What did you just say? I said Michigan, huh? Michigan. Huh? Eh? A lot of bad things come out of Michigan. Like Derek Jeter. Um. <laughs> He's from Michigan? Isn't he from Michigan? Like Dearborn, Michigan? I'm not the right person. I don't know. I don't like Derek. My, so I'm a at fan. that job, that job that I had, yeah. the, the job at the insurance company, the, there was Kalamazoo. The, oh, that's where Brian's brother Don lives. Yeah, he's from Kalamazoo. That's really funny. I know there were Puerto Ricans in Kalamazoo. Derek Jeter's not Puerto Rican. He's not, what? He's half, half black, half white. Oh, I don't like baseball. <laughs> okay, and Which, maybe, maybe this is why I thought he was Puerto Rican. Ah, ah, maybe this is why I thought that. So there was this lady named Lillian who worked there who was the, um, assistant to the CFO and I loved her. She was the sweetest lady and she was Puerto Rican mm-hmm. and her husband was Jewish. We were talking someday and she was, she was talking about Derek Cheater. And she goes, and, and, and you know, his mother's as white as Karen. I was like, is that, is that how we're, is that how we're gauging that these days? That's how we do, yeah. But that's it's, fair. I'll take it. Yeah. In Home Depot, they, the whites are all. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on one of those paint sticks. <laughs> yeah, it's Karen. Tracy. <laughs> yeah. Tracy, Tracy's the tiniest bit less white than me. Yeah. She has red in the face though. I do too. You've never seen me exercise. <laughs> When I do exercise around you, I look away. Yeah, well, you know, it's good. I look away. I mean, you had to see her at kickboxing, though. She's doing really well. <laughs> oh, you got, oh, for the, for her birthday. Yeah, we did the kickboxing. So she, she signed up. She's a member now. Oh, score. Are you going back? She signed up. She's a member now. <laughs> <laughs> she really did sign up. She did. She signed up so good. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, as you get older and these tragedies happen, like, you know, it's like, fuck anywhere you are at any time <laughs> like oh yeah and then especially because the the shootings have escalated so much yeah that oh how bizarre to say that no it's about right it's where we're oh heading. it's right but... <laughs> it's about and it's not right but it's where we're heading. no but so there was you know there was that shooting what yesterday new zealand right? in new zealand yeah. 50, 49, 50 people died, right? Yeah, 48, 49, 50. Something. But like ballpark 50, yeah. right? So they're already introducing legislation for gun control. Yeah. To, I mean, and not just for gun control, to increase their gun control. Right. Oh, well, that's a novel concept, isn't it? Oh, there, there was a shooting, so you actually imposed legislation to try to change it? I mean, you care. Oh, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> you think we're going to do that here? <laughs> I mean, we have a shooting like every other week. We have yeah. students in school every other week and we don't, we don't, I don't know, we don't, um. Have you talked to you about that? About school shootings? Yeah. The good thing about New York City is there's not a lot of school shooting in New York City. No, watch it will be, but like, no, where you have to worry yourself is usually outside of the schools in yeah. New York City. I know, I feel weird, like, uh, like it's a jinx too, but 
Yeah, there really hasn't been. No, there you, you know what? Okay, maybe it's not just this, but like New York has gun control. It does. Yeah. Like we have some of the the more restrictive gun we, laws in the yeah, country. We don't have open carry. We don't have if you do have a license for a pistol, you have to carry it in a certain manner. You know, you can't you can't you can't be on your body. Like you Yeah. Um Do you know what makes me batshit crazy? Is when people say, Oh, well criminals are just gonna get guns anyway. They're criminals. Uh huh. So you don't want to make it harder for them? Yeah. No, criminals are gonna get guns. There are tons of guns out there. That yeah, of course. Illegally. I mean, that is not the case. But every but, a lot of the instances where there have been school shootings, those weapons were bought legally. Right, and those those people who do the shootings are not criminals until they do the shootings. Right, there are people who you know what. Yeah. However, you want to characterize them taking that action, it, they're not. You know, we're not talking about people who are living a life of crime. Right. We're talking about people who have some kind of break. Right. And, and I, I mean, I'm not ascribing it to mental health. I, I, I don't understand the motivation, you know, but it's, it's not like we're not talking about like gang activity. We're not talking about the mafia. We're talking about, you know, people who have some kind of turn happen yeah, and, in their and, head and then they go do this. And, and yeah, I mean, your most gay activity is, it's not going to be done in a school. It's going to be done outside when nobody's going to get hurt because the idea is not to get caught. Right. You know, usually people who do these school shootings do have mental health issues. Yeah. And they, there is no out, right? They're, they're basically, they go on and they want to get killed. Yeah. And, you know, they already, you know, I mean, if you look at the, the one in uh, Colorado that started like Columbine, the Columbine, I mean, that whole thing was basically, which changed a lot of the laws on how they, or a lot of the procedure and how they attack these things. But, they were going into, they had no exit plan. There was no exfiltration. Like, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, and most of these people don't have it, like exit plan. They're just going in. They're going to do the most harm they can. And then hopefully the cops come in and kill me and that's it. Yeah. So I, I consider it, it's similar to, um, how people who have a gun in the home, there's it, I don't know what percentage, but it massively increases the likelihood that they will commit an act of gun yeah. gun violence if there's a domestic violence situation. Yeah. Because if you have the weapon, you're going to use it. Yeah. So then like with, you know, with these kids, like teenagers or, you know, like who, the the school shooters, if they, if it's easy for them to go to Walmart or it's yeah. easy to them, you know, to go into a gun fair or whatever, I don't know if they're called fairs, but you know what I mean? Those, um. Gun, gun show. Two gun shows to the gun exactly show. <laughs> you know like why why would you make it easy for them so with then they have the inclination that like oh they can just go do it yeah i mean we all get angry as people some of us get you know at that moment that height of anger you have something where you, you may make a split decision yeah <laughs> that you will regret or you may not regret i mean it depends and if you have something to put an exclamation point so to speak on your statement that's yeah. what a gun is, right? Or you know, no, like, I remember, I remember seeing like three three apartments ago, walking to the train and seeing this guy who was hitting his dog with the leash attached to the dog, yeah, and trying to figure out what to do about it. And I remember thinking, it's if I had a gun, I'd fucking shoot that guy. <laughs> I absolutely would, right. and I'd think the world would be a better place for it. Probably. <clears throat> and and that is not what I actually want to do. So it's good that I don't carry a gun. You yeah, know? No, I mean. It's, I don't know, like it, there's. Yeah, I mean, my, I mean, I don't believe anyone should have a gun. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't think, what, what's it good for? Like, I mean, you want to go hunting? Fine. You want to have a rifle? Fine. 30 rifles? Claude rifle? needs a gun. Yeah, he has two. He has two <laughs> rifles. Right. But, no, I mean, we, a rifle we, and a shotgun. Yeah. But, that's, and that's fine. I mean, if a hunting is fine, but if you have like 35 guns, you know, right. there are people who have a lot of guns, and I'm like, what is going on? And I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody needs a semi-automatic. I'm sorry. I don't. No, nobody needs that. It's, you know, you want to shoot the deer full of holes? You get no meat. Yeah. You get nothing. You get no meat. You get no meat. No meat. <laughs> no meat from deer. No meat. Huh. Do you no. feel like we, do you feel like we solved 9-11? I feel like we really took care of business. Yeah. And I think that we put, I think that we can now talk about, we can move forward and talk about new memories. Oh, wow. Okay. I have a new memory. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, 
but I went, it must have been the week before because I was sick last week. But the, you know, we, last week we were on the podcast here. We were talking about British TV. Yeah. So there's a show on Amazon called Fleabag. Oh yeah, it's a great show. What is her name? It's, she has one of those great British three names that are very fancy. Phoebe Waller Gates? Is it Phoebe Waller Gates? Phoebe Gates Waller? Phoebe. Phoebe. P-H-O-E-B-E. Waller. And she is in Broadchurch a bit as well. W-A-L-L-E-R. She's the writer and executive producer of Killing Eve? Yes! She is. Oh, I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So, Gates? Phoebe Waller Bridge. 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 I, I it's a hyphen it. I put Phoebe Gates in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, originally did Fleabag as a one-woman show, mm. and then it was developed into the Amazon show, and she brought it here to the Soho Playhouse, and I, I, I think the run may still be going. I think it, it was like a two- or three-week run, but I got Brian and I tickets. Um, that was his Christmas gift. It was very good. Was it good? Yeah, it was. It was. I had... <laughs> Oh, I feel a little weird about talking about this, but I'm going to. I, I had a little bit of a moment because I, I've mentioned in the past I'm a bit of a biggins. Okay. I have a lot to offer. I, you know, and so that's a consideration for me with seats mm-hmm. sometimes. And in New York, things can be really tight. And I, I usually check out, like I go online and I check out the seating and everything. So I'd gotten us, Brian and I both seats on the end of rows. He is not a big end, but he just, you know, he enjoys his aura, his aura, <laughs> his aura. He's a Leo. His aura is large, but you know, so he can have room for his shoulders. So, but then when we got there, the, whatever I had looked at, like the end of the row we were on was actually against a wall. So there was like no room for me to lean out at all into the row and then but i was like okay maybe it'll be all right and then i went to sit down and the seat was so small like i'm not saying i don't have a big ass but i've never had a problem with like just fitting my hips in a seat and i went to sit down and i was like i can't do this i can't sit i can't sit in the seat and so i went out to the box office i went to the usher and and then she told the box office and they were fucking amazing. I need to send them something. I keep meaning to. I should, I'm going to send them like a six pack or like cookies or something. Six um, pack of cookies. Cause there was one row in the back that, that was, was just like folding chairs. Okay. Cause all the, they're just, they're really like, they're smaller than airplane seats. Really? This theater. Yeah. It, and they have, they have wide, um, wooden armrest that there's just no, like, no give whatsoever. So she went, <laughs> the, the box office, uh, lady went to this row in the back and asked if there was a couple, um, who wanted to move up. Oh, okay. Which was, it was so nice. And they, every, it was funny because there were actually three bigger girls sitting back there already and there was just one couple who were smaller people and they, 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 they weren't thrilled about it, but they, they were like, yeah, we'll move up closer yeah. Uh, yeah of course. and so yeah so then they they put me in the back so cool yeah it was so nice and the show was good it was really good awesome. it was really really good um yeah she's she's an amazing performer and also i i love her writing and i one thing like about killing eve that i i didn't know when i started watching it that she was involved mm-hmm. and i kept thinking as i was watching it there's something about watching these women these female characters do things that you don't usually see on tv and i don't know why and then when i found out she, she was, was involved i was like that you know like they do they do like they come home and do things like the the things that women actually do when they get home and like yeah. take off your bra and the things that you do to just be comfortable in your yeah. home they they show the things that aren't, you know, hyper glam. Yeah, it's the everyday life. I mean, I, I I watched that show Fleabag, and I, I you know, it's 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 women's voice showing that women are just as fucked up and flawed as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk about the show on HBO, and I can't remember the name right now. With the comedian, um, Crash. No, with uh, what's her name? Oh my god, I'm, the black comedian. Oh, um, Issa, Issa yeah, Rae? Issa Rae. Yeah. Uh, and her show, and it's just basically that women are Insecure. Up. Insecure. Women are fucked up. Yeah. They're just as fucked up as men. Yeah. And here we are telling our fucked upness, and, you know, it's really the, I don't know, I don't know if it's the, it's the, it's the complete journey 
from trying to figure out who you are as a human being. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that women don't often get, get to have on screen. Right. And it's being shown. And, and yeah, like, and it, the stigma comes because women are supposed, not supposed to go through these things, right? Right. But it does happen. And that's where the brilliance comes because you're like, oh, they're human. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, there is no stigma to women because they're just as fucked up as men are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And men are celebrated for their fucked upness. Where women aren't. Right. So. Unless it's quirky. Yes. But these aren't really quirky. No. Fucked up women. Like, with some real problems. Yeah. No, I would, like anybody who has Prime, I would totally encourage to watch Fleabag because that show, that's amazing. And it has one of the, one of the final episodes has an amazing sort of, I have no education about film. Uh, like moments of the, the way they use the camera and the way they use direct address. Yeah. As, um, a medium and she, cause it's not like Brian, I kept making jokes about like Zach on saved by the bell, like how he turns yeah. to the camera and talks, but she's such a good actress that she can do it. Yeah. When she does it, it's different. See Kevin Spacey and what's that stupid show that house of cards mm. when he does it. It's, oh, does he do that? It's totally fucking Zach Morris and, mm. and cause he's smug and you want to punch him in his little <laughs> face. And then you find out that he's a terrible human being. So you're like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Even in Usual Suspects, he seems like a terrible human being. Oh, and he is in the end. I just yeah, remembered he did. that. He, Whoops. He Spoiler. Fixed. Oh no, 25 years. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. Oh, seriously? My, my dude friends in college were obsessed with it. I just know the ending. Oh, guys are so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, cause he, you know. My really good friend, friend Shane actually, uh, used he he dj'd in the college uh campus radio station and his handle was verbal because mm. of um kevin spacey's character's name oh yeah which is what it was before you found out he was kaiser sose oh yeah and also he was um disabled and, Sh- and shane was a little or bit disabled well, that's the thing. Shane really is disabled. <laughs> or was he? <laughs> oh my god. Shane DeMott. If I fucking find out <laughs> that you don't actually have a problem with your arm and that your spine isn't fused, I'm gonna find you and fuck you up. Oh, man. Also, where are you? I love you. <laughs> Alright, I think we did it. We fixed we 9-11. We did. I, I mean, I... We didn't, oh. I don't want to say that we fixed it because. Oh. Well, you're a native New Yorker. I'll leave that to you to decide. That's your call. We didn't fix it. Well, you know what we did fix? No. Me either. So, uh, <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. Uh, go to our uh, webpage at brokencoordinate.com if you want to. Thank you to our current uh, patrons. Uh, and if you want to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com, Broken Corners, or somewhere there. Yep. And um, there is a link on our website. Yeah. And then find us. Share your memories. We uh, will find them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. All right, take it easy.